0: The Paradise Arcade contains graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to The Paradise Arcade with Kyle and Derek, promoting synthwave music and culture. So welcome to episode three of The Paradise Arcade. Chris from North Innsbruck joins us this time instead of Kyle. Yes,
1: filling in today. What's up, Eric?
0: Wow. I know. So uh, we just finished up our interview with Tangerine Beams, which yep. was very fun and interesting, so I think people are going to get a kick out of that. Yep. Um, Indeed. So, For those on the social medias, please follow us on Twitter at Paradise underscore Arcade. Uh, The Paradise Arcade on Instagram. We are on Facebook, but I hate Facebook. But we are there. Facebook, he's there. I don't know much about. I just hate it. Uh, And then we have a website, so paradisearcade.com. So a lot of fun stuff, ways to reach out to us. We also have a merch shop, which there's a link on the website now. So if you want to see some sick designs on T-shirts yeah. or whatever the hell else you want, check it out. Uh, get there the link go. through paradisearcade.com. There's some really sweet shirts going on. Yep. Got to buy shit. Buy shit. Buy Help shit. support yep. the damn show mm-hmm. because it's expensive. Yep. Eric does
1: this. You and Kyle get together every week. And uh, how long have you you guys been doing this now? A year, a couple, a year and a half. Uh, know. over, over a yeah. year and a half. Yeah. Uh, you know, yep.
0: including two poor bastards yeah, yep, uh, with that obviously yep. in there. So we did yeah. 62 or 63 mm-hmm. episodes of two poor bastards, which is wow. an insane amount of episodes mm. now that I'm actually wow. thinking about it. Yeah.
1: You know, I'd love to interview you guys for an episode sometime oh and put God. you in the interview seat, like 75th or hundredth episode. If you guys are into that, like. Hit it up because North Innsbruck's taking over all of a sudden, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so, we'll do yeah, it. Yeah. That's fucking a fucking great right. idea. That'd be fun. Yep.
0: So uh, we are drinking Cavelon Sherry Oak Cask um, Whiskey. I hope you're enjoying that whiskey because yep. it's fucking expensive. Yeah, Yep.
1: It's actually, this is my second glass. And I here's the thing. I almost hesitate on that second glass because I had a feeling it was spendy because it tastes expensive. <laughs> What does it that does. even mean? It, Something tastes expensive. No, it it, it it as as it hits the lips, you get this little scent of I know it says sherry, but there's almost like a little bit of cherry. And I, I was yeah. I was holding out to say pickle juice today, but there's no pickle juice. No, in this. no, no. No.
0: So no. with this particular thing, and we've actually talked about it on the previous show. Yeah. Uh okay. So it's Taiwanese whiskey yeah. and it um it's not that uncommon. Uh most scotches double age their stuff in old wine casks. Nice. So this is just a time when he's aged in a wine cask. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's expensive juice, so I just figure, whip it out, drink it.
1: I'm glad I took a second uh, small pour as opposed to a a full size. Well, in that case, I'll just take the bottle. Thank you. Yeah, drive me home tonight. So not going to work.
0: uh, What I want to talk about is the major show we just had. Holy shit! Holy shit! Yes. Uh, So we just had the the lead-in, the, mm-hmm. the build-up to yeah. the original Nitrowave vision, right? Yes. So, yeah. Um, months of work. Months of work. So yeah. when yep. Nitrowave TC got together, before it was even Nitrowave TC, it was right. just a bunch of people saying there's a common interest, we should do something. Right. This yeah. was the first goal that yep. we set for ourselves mm-hmm. was – the show in december
1: and it was we first met i'm pretty sure it was july 28th at can can wonderland in st paul and it was you me uh mike resendez i always pronounce i think i pronounce his last name wrong mike what's up i always Um, say resendez resendez i don't know if
0: that's right or not he could you know what fuck it he could correct me yeah
1: exactly so mike was there anyhow because mike i mean he's the one who booked the venue uh booking guy who's just awesome. I, I can't right. imagine doing this without Mike. And um God, who else was there now? Uh, Micah, Galaxy Eighty. Galaxy Eighty was there. Unholy Matt. Rat King, uh, D Notive, Matt, yeah, as well.
0: Uh, uh, Sean from Night Audit.
1: Night Audit. Um Carl Skildrum from D Notive was yep. there as well. Are we missing anybody?
0: I there's I don't remember. I think there's, that was it. Uh, two people from Denotive, yeah. yep. Micah I it sounds like about seven ish people. Yeah. Yeah. I think is initially what the and yeah. you know it's a huge payoff. Uh, so the this show that we've been building up to mm-hmm. for, you know, like yeah. seven months, yep. six yeah. months or whatever it was. Uh, right. So we right. had it. So the the lineup was as follows. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Night Audit. Night Audit. Yourself. Opened.
1: Yep. N- Night Audit, North Innsbruck. Yep. And then we had um, Galaxy. Galaxy 80 stepping in, which is... Uh,
0: His first wow. ever live performance. Yep. yep.
1: And the fact that, you know, again... Um, so people who are listening, the interview that's going to come with Tangerine Beams here in a minute as well, take some notes on the stuff that we're talking about in this episode, because if you want to start something and you want to get a scene going and get a band going, there's probably a lot of valuable yeah. information here.
0: And that's kind of what I wanted to talk yeah. a little bit about tonight. So we'll yeah. we'll do first part, uh, just talk about the event. And then yeah. I think the second part, we'll talk about kind of the networking aspect, because yeah. there seems to be a lot of interest out there um, on how to build and how to grow and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Yep. So. Galaxy 80, and then Bad Bad and um, Um, Rad.
1: Yep, Bad and Rad. uh, Jake is... Dude, that dude is wicked. Wow, wow. Of of all the the bands I wanted to be that night, uh, Bad and Rad, when he stepped up that tar in the, what Vox, Box, box, like Peter Frampton shit, that was... That was dope, man. That was yep. so cool. And then we ended the night with Denotive. Denotive, who once again just destroyed the place at the end of the night. That that sound, like that blend between I don't know, synth wave, dark wave, uh, future wave, retro wave, whatever it is he's doing, new is wave, fire.
0: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty spectacular. So. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> It went exceptionally well. It did. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot of people showed up. And please check out the photos on the Nitro Wave um, Please, social yeah. media stuff. There's a yeah. lot of right. Uh, right. photos out there. I've got a lot more. I took, just so you know, I took 500 photos that night.
1: I'm excited to see the photos. I've seen about... Six photos off Instagram, Facebook, and two videos of things people posted, and then uh, my girlfriend sent me a Snapchat that was nothing but a whiny noise in the background that I stripped the sound out of. So I have very limited stuff. So when I see yeah. that, I can't wait, dude. And there were actually there were probably like what two, three f- photographers there
0: or so. I, I think so. And I, I mean that was it's a trip. Hard to even yeah,
1: the fact that that happened. Now that I think about it, you know. So.
0: And uh, it was it was a smashing success. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there was a lot of people there, Yeah. Um, and the venue was very happy with with us. Yeah. From what I understand, yeah.
1: So no, at the end of the night, I mean, here was the other thing. I you know. Uh, some of those really important for Nitro Wave was not just to have a show um, for the sake of stoking our own egos and saying that we played a show. Yeah. A big piece of it was bringing something of value to the venue as well, which is just as important as anything else because if we show Absolutely. up and nobody turns up, it's a waste of time for everybody. The bar's empty. Um, it, it burns your reputation. And so what we've done is a really graduated approach to this whole thing by starting at Barely Brothers Records and then going to the Hexagon and opening for Nick Vivid, and then all of a sudden showing up at Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened there. Um, but all of a sudden, we're filling venues, which, yeah. is, which is crazy. And, and I thought about the concept of filling Can Can. That's a hard space to fill, and did we pack it shoulder to shoulder? No, but that place is thirty feet wide and two hundred feet deep, so and
0: it's insane coming and going, and there's other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, the the tricky thing about Can Can is not it's not strictly a music venue, right? And what I noticed with that is that, you know, there were people engaging in various ways. There were people there that showed up because they wanted to see maybe galaxy they wanted to see bad yep. and bad or they wanted to see a particular yep. person. So they came in, saw the act that they wanted to see, and then maybe kind of like sat back to the tables or played some games or did yep. some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. for people who are out of town, just so you know, um, can can wonderland is really a, a dream match for synth wave uh, for yeah. synth wave acts. They've got a huge arcade. Um, and we're not just talking like necessarily the brand new hottest games that are out there. It's really a retro arcade is what it is with yeah, indoor mini golf. Um, it's the kind of thing where you walk into the barn you can probably play board games I suppose there as well. So it's not like there's a shortage of things to do. Um, yeah. Th- you can drink, sure, but now there's so much stuff. Oh. It's, it's so amazing. much stuff going yep. on
0: there yep. and it, you know again the it's kind of a match made in heaven as far as style, music and yep. um, the venue itself. Yep. And it's there's a lot going on. So totally. there's a lot of people uh, keep a track ahead count and that kind of thing it was a little difficult, but it was yeah. A lot of people there.
1: Yeah, there really was that um, during during my set, I mean, glancing up and, and and checking briefly. And again, I was the second person in the lineup. Um, the dance floor actually looked pretty pretty full i was Absolutely. i was surprised to see it that early galaxy 80 came out and i i i bet that added another 20 30 people um mm-hmm. that were standing in there and at that point i tried to do a, a glance around and i lost head counts when i got up into the 70s because the cloud was you know crowd was moving and people were dancing and enjoying it yep so um to that point it wasn't a, like a drone crowd um people were mm-hmm. actually into it they were having a good time taking photos and um you know having some beer so talk about success it's what it yeah. should be really
0: so, and, you know, and, and from that, the immediate aftermath of that particular show, yep. you know, it's already leading to excitement yeah. for 2020 Oof. for Nitro Wave. We got a lot of stuff. We have, you know, the the direct aftermath of that show mm-hmm. put me so busy yeah. that I, my head's been spinning for a couple of days just with the opportunities and things that we need to start yes. lining up for 2020 and things moving a lot faster than I was prepared for. Yes, yep. Um, so it's exciting stuff, and I think you know, for those that are listening, they're like, "Well, yeah. you know, how do I start it in my city?" Right. Yeah, how to do that you do it? Yeah, in the, in the second half of the the show, we'll I like that we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but it's homegrown. The thing that I you know that I want to say to folks out there is, if you're if you want to make it happen, you can make it happen. This yep. is a weird this type of music is a weird intersection of a lot of different genres like similar genres and because of things like stranger things the drive soundtrack Mm -hmm. uh, nostalgia just being an overwhelming drive because i think if you notice every decade looks back at a different decade as like the decade of like prominence right like because I remember being in like the '90s. Remember Woodstock too?
1: Oh gosh, yeah, Woodstock '99, right. Woodstock '99, yeah. like that
0: was like, yep, or Woodstock '94, right? '94,
1: '94. There was '99 as well. I yeah. forgot about '94. 94. '94 94 yeah, was the, the first one, that, one, the only one that matters. The 20... Inch nails Yeah. nails was amazing. I, I remember having that CD, the Sonic Youth performance. Not that you mentioned, I think. Was... Oh, you and your damn fucking, how oh, fuck that you, shit. you and your industrial
0: bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grunge. Uh, Grunge. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that was like so looking back in the sixties, yep. then that was the nineties and then we're yep. in two thousand and now we're so yes. it was the seventies and now we're I think we're in that heavily eighties. So I mean there might be if you mm-hmm. look at it in like into the new decade, maybe yep. Synthwave will go the part because it'll be nineties yeah. Nostalgia. Yep. But I think what makes this different overall is um you can incorporate a lot of different influences and different things, and people are discovering it all the time. And yeah, I think Synthwave immediately strikes a chord with people... That lived during the time lived yep. in the '80s. You, yep. know, myself, you. Chris. Well, we
1: jokingly say, I mean, the audience—it was a bunch of people between 30 and 50 years old, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even when we were doing the interview, uh, speaking of other cool shit that happened um, for people who are listening, uh, KFai, one of our local stations, just again uh, by using social media, um, you'll hear more about this from the tangerine beam people, I think, yeah. a little bit in the interview. Um, how powerful of a tool that can be to get you get you exposure and connected to the people that can really make a difference. Um, so Eric and I. I, I had an opportunity to represent NitroWave TC on one of the local com- community stations that is out of both Minneapolis and St. Paul. Yep. And you talk about things that that you wouldn't expect to happen, maybe. Um, like we couldn't have planned that out no. when we started talking. That's so, a weird. Yeah, flukes. But you take that shit and you you run with it. Yeah. Um, you don't get many chances, so you go with it. I, I don't even know where i was going before that tangent but uh
0: you're just really excited
1: oh i'm so fired up right now thank (laughs) you for that beautiful paraphrase i could have put it better myself you know
0: sure to standing up and screaming so so we're gonna take a quick break here we're gonna play the tangerine beams interview yep and then we'll be right back Tangerine beams all right welcome to another episode of the paradise arcade here we are uh Mr. North Innsbruck joins What's subbing up, in for Kyle, so that's pretty yeah. awesome of you. Thank you. Yeah, happy to step in. It's you know it's always sad when Kyle can't be around.
1: Of course, I enjoy his presence and um, having around is so sweet, so nice. <laughs> it um, is curmudgeon but, like yeah. sour way. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it's, it's a charm, is yeah. what it is. So you so, want to call it that? Yeah, yeah. yeah this will probably be the least listened to episode now because
0: Kyle's not here. <laughs> so um, sorry to the guests, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we are joined by Tan tangerine beams welcome guys hey guys Hello. Hey. What's up? so uh tell us a little bit about yourselves uh you've just reached a thousand twitter followers so you're making noise and you've got some stuff going on i see that you're going to do a remix of a millennium folk song yeah you guys are busy. Well, the older we, we did it we're well, just gonna we're gonna release it yeah uh, in a
2: month or two we're working on a color. We're in a month most likely
1: yeah. nice it's really fun to uh fun to hear um as far as like falk you know getting a chance here in minnesota we've connected with the crew out in helsinki so anytime we hear about anything that's happening with them we're kind of checking it out to see to see what's happening so you has a cool dude so oh. it's, it's fun to hear that you guys are working with him
3: yeah I'm, I'm actually like really glad and like Proud of this opportunity. Like, it, 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 we just kind of reached out in the off chance that they would accept, and about know, like,
1: yeah, people like Teradyne, Sarina, you know, and, and like, everyone's really supportive. Very, very it's cool. Really cool. So, any? can you tell us what song you're doing?
2: Uh, make Me Better.
1: Ah, you Make Me Better. I love that song. Yes. We, uh, we turned it into uh, ETM Banger. <laughs> so a little contrast to the original version then i guess so yeah. i mean i'm a
2: knowledge engineer i don't think i heard the original version yeah no it, it's <laughs> very different
3: like it, it, the original is kind of reminiscent of full house yep mm-hmm. uh, the tv series yeah oh yeah and i think that this is uh, i just kept the piano the piano
1: in the pre-courses is where it's at cool very, very cool. Excellent. So, you guys, so how long, have, so, okay, so you're a fairly new band, and, and how long have you guys been together now, producing and working together?
2: Uh, we've been doing it for four years. Four we, years okay. I, Yeah, I graduated university and uh,
1: with a useless
2: degree. Um, so, I was like, let's do music. Nice. And our previous project is audio insurgency it's more of a, just our studio portfolio it's what we send people when they need music for video games yeah. or songwriters or stuff like that. but uh, it's too many genres at once so we're like we need to focus down
1: yeah and
2: Alan was really digging synth pop and synth stuff so I'm like okay let's do that I mean we can turn it slightly mainstream so yeah. you know it has a selling potential but we also can enjoy doing it. Very
3: yeah, now I, like, have a, um, a very good idea of what I want to sound like now, and I also have a good idea of what I want, like, the songs to be about, if they have lyrics. Uh, but basically, yeah, both Ivan and I are post-crisis millennials. <laughs> there are That's two nice. kinds of millennials, right? There is the, There are pre-crisis millennials that, like... Uh, the, those are
2: the people who were born before Crisis came out in 2006. <laughs> oh, very nice. And crisis <laughs> I was that
3: thinking more like 2008, 2008, when <laughs> they either had a job and their income was stagnant, or they graduated after the crisis and then there, there was no job and no income mm-hmm. at yeah. all. So, uh, I want it to be like a symbol of hope or kind of like rebellion. So Most of the songs so to be about like shit that
0: life is love and feelings you know know, yeah all (laughs) that jazz (laughs) (laughs) You, i know it's really insightful even if it's a if it's half a joke um so what got you into this particular genre of music you've got a you know different project that you've been doing beforehand what led you to what you're doing now
2: well, for the for the first four years, like uh, I didn't have any audio engineering experience, and Alan had a little bit of producing experience, but like not enough. So essentially, for four years, we did like orchestral, we did house, we did drum and bass, we did rock music, we did country. I mean, we pretty much did everything under the sun. We even done an industrial metal album.
0: There you go. And
2: it's it all kind of. Came to this one single focus point. I'm like, okay, we need a project that we can market, that, you know, maybe we can make it and maybe make some money. What do you want to do? And I was like, let's do pop music with synth elements, synth pop.
3: Uh, Funky elements, too. I I grew up really liking Daft Punk, and I love Jamiroquai and, like, Gorillaz, and, like, at the same time, I'm also, like, a huge fan of video games. And I grew up on like the synth music, like, you know, 8-bit kind of uh, chiptunes. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a, a fairly massive, like, synth wave scene in Toronto. Like, yes, there is. That's
1: the rumor. Like, that's the really, rumor, yeah. Really big. Yeah. And
3: uh, also, like, they're influencing me at the same time. So, like, you know, right. put them together.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> that's great. Well, you guys there are was like what <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are in a great city for synthwave. I mean, we think about like our our buddy Neon Fox, who's over in that part of town as well. And isn't it, isn't it beyond synth over think, there as yeah. well? So we yeah. talk about contacts and people around you. That Andy last great Andy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so being where you're at, do, do you attribute that to some of the growth that you guys have experienced? That's I mean a thousand. That that's that's actually pretty awesome because you guys. I, I mean, I just came across you not too long ago. I think um, through through uh, through Twitter as a matter of fact. Yeah. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And then what I see is is also you just have do you have just two songs out? Remixes so far? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll say <laughs> I like this project. That's cool. I, I'll say that I really, yeah, well, really enjoyed both of those those remixes. So you know there's something thank there. You. I'm excited I'm excited to see um, more. Now yes. are you also planning on doing your own original music or are you gonna focus yep. more on oh, yep. sweet?
2: So basically the plan was uh, Audio Insurgency, the previous project. We started with the idea that we're gonna make a bunch of cover songs from video games. It was cool. a giant headache. We ended up studying like the laws on how to license and trying to contact people for like months before release. So the project, I'm like, okay, we need to grow up our fan base before we release the originals. Right. So let's do, let's do remixes. It's going to be much easier. So now we want to kill ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's easy to
3: make, it's easy to have fun uh, doing it. It's just afterwards releasing it.
0: Oh, man.
3: Like just like usually when remixes get released the way that it is, is that you get a one-off payment and then like the label or artist or whatever owns it. And then they just release it on their own thing. But we're doing a more collaborative. Everyone gets royalties based on like the, a share that we agree on because of that, we have to like distribute it properly. And, and we have to find a distributor who's willing to put uh, the, the, the other artist as the primary artist basically. right? yeah or like one of the primary yeah, artists
2: yeah so basically we were redistricted but redistricted if you want to do what Alan said you have to buy artist slots and each artist slot is extra payment per month and we obviously don't want to do that for 11 remixes because that's just right. extra mm-hmm. money spent. So we end, uh, ended up settling on the Muse, and the first release, I think we messed up how we submitted it, so we ended up to be as primary artists, but uh, Griff, uh, grief synth, he was really chill about it, he was like, oh, right super chill, dude, yeah. Uh, so the second release, we smartened up, read all the articles, <laughs> and we released it, mm-hmm. and everything is good. Until we go to the Google Play and the YouTube music, and uh, our name was on the original song. So I'm like, okay, guys, what's happening? And they're like, oh, well, uh, check now. And we check now, and our remix overwritten the original (laughs) song. So the original song is Arbaces.
0: And Amuse is
2: like, well, the artist should go speak to their own distributor. no. So. Like it's just a pain because we we really don't want to annoy the artists, right? But that's yeah, the right. best we can do. We can just like fill everything up and hope.
3: And keep in mind, we never ordered any of this to be done. We were just like, put this song out, put this guy as the or gal or person as the right. like um, the the primary artist, uh, secondary to us, and then that's it. It's like wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, that's
1: uh, like uh, a difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they set that stuff up, and it, I mean, it it can go without a hitch, no problem. But then all of a sudden, there's one thing that'll screw you over or will go wrong. And then it's a hassle because it's not easy to get a hold of somebody and to get the kind of fix that you're looking for. Well, th- that can take time and, um, I guess, trial and error.
0: God, have you ever tried <laughs> to delete yeah. pictures off your yep. Facebook? Like, no, Lord, no. God, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my God. <laughs> well, you, go. you know, there's the saying,
1: what... what... If you put it on the internet, it's there forever. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So, yep. except, don't put it on the internet if you're not sure about it. Except for all my cool music from like the early 2000s that my, MySpace lost um, <laughs> a few years ago. I'll tell you, I'm, oh, I'm heartbroken. No.
0: Actually, I'm probably happy that's not around. It doesn't need to get out. Speaking so. of MySpace, I just mm-hmm. got an email. What? From a notic- notification from MySpace that someone is trying to reach out to me oh, via come on. My, MySpace. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. I... St-
1: well number air.
0: 1 I still have one and number 2 they're still around it, was it a secret crush <laughs> was it one of those i have yeah. no i didn't open it I, yeah, It could be spam you yeah. never know oh, of of course could
1: be a virus could be, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well
3: they, they completely rebranded like now they're more of like a
1: streaming platform for multimedia so that's pretty cool i wonder if justin yeah, timberlake we'll like... still owns MySpace. does he he owned it he bought it or something i thought we'll justin on. timberlake mr in <laughs> sync oh yeah. he did oh, yeah. i okay. think so I, i'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I just that's that. why we stay off the
2: MySpace. We just use Friendster like all the normal
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Good absolutely. job. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: so it sounds like you guys really actually have a fairly methodical approach to yeah. what you're doing and a very specific way that you're going about the music. Like you're doing remixes first and then you've got a structure to how you're trying to gain momentum oh yeah um like it, i've been oh
3: sorry to cut you off oh no worries i was saying. just
0: you know i just kind of curious does that come from experience does that come from you know where does that a lot of people just go i make music and here i am and they throw it on the internet and then yeah it is what it is right you guys have a completely different approach which is i think is a, a pretty smart play yep yeah you got well, like, yeah. it.
3: The way that, like, the way that I see it as an outsider to Ivan's, like, madness, is that, uh,
0: his brain never
3: shuts off. Like, he's always constantly thinking and, like, coming up with ideas and, like, running through scenarios in his mind. And so he, he, like, will come out of his room sometimes and, like, come up, okay, so this is an option that we do and then uh, are you okay with this and then he'll go back and like tweak it in his head and come out and be like okay is this a secondary thing that we can do so the the method mostly comes being like a manager who implements things and then i'm like a creative force that kind of supports it
2: Basically, okay. I have a big stick that uh, <laughs> I walk around the apartment with, and
3: uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's like the elephant and the rider. I'm like the elephant. You're the rider. Yeah, but I hit myself with the stick too occasionally.
0: <laughs> yeah. just so I, I love all these these what metaphors? They're not similes. Yeah. They're metaphors, right? Yeah. What, what is the difference yeah. between uh-huh. a simile and a metaphor? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. uh-huh. A simile
3: is when you say it's like X. A comparison. X is like Y. Okay. And then uh, metaphor is when you just say a thing, and then it's it equates.
2: Stop the limb metaphor. hmm Thank
1: you for clarifying. Life that. is like a bof- box of chocolates. Versus. Similees. Eric is a firecracker. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where I'm that a came Firecracker. <laughs> wow. You are a shining star. There we go. Whoop. Eric is a shining star. Settle down up there. I'm, I just, I, I, you're my man, buddy.
0: You're, you're no, my, thank you're my you. boy, Blue. Yeah. Uh, so is there a time frame? Are you to do an EP of original music? Is there a sort of a time frame for the two of you?
2: Uh, we have, like, I think, honestly, we have two and a half albums of original music produced. We just need to put vocals on them and mix and master. Like, the songs are all there. Just need vocals and release the remixes because we have 11 or 12 remixes and totals. Yep. So we're going to do, I think, Millennium Fox single, maybe one more single and just drop the album, yeah. because I'm getting really sick of promoting the single Well, yeah,
3: I, th- I feel like, you know, that's the typical kind of album cycle. It's like you release three or four singles and then you release an album and you re-release the singles on the album, so that way they get more hype again.
2: But anyway, to answer your question, originals will come probably april next year
3: okay right march
2: april that kind of like plus minus two months depending on how the singers work out and how the remixes happen and what's not.
1: Right on good strategy I, I dig what you guys are doing yeah and i really appreciate it's that. intentional and structured and i mean as as people who are you know for listeners they know what to expect and, and they can have an idea what's coming at them Really, because there's so much happening right now. If you're not organized, you're going to get lost in the mess. Yeah.
3: And our original intention was not to come up as cringy. But now, like, we, we actually don't care. <laughs> well, Alan probably cares. I don't care anymore.
2: I, like, in the run up to 1,000 followers, we needed five more followers, and we already done the video exporting. So well, yeah. I'm like, Alan, I need five more followers. Here's, yeah. the, here's the front-facing camera. You're going to shout five more people. And he looks at me like I'm crazy, but I'm just like five more people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fuck it. We got we got there five people in like uh, what? Maybe like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I nearly
3: lost my voice. What was it? Two days ago on Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, I nearly lost my voice. The so the cool day. thing I saw about that was it was that uh, Jules Fox actually reposted that to Syntham, and yeah. he said, yep. "You know what to do." And you know, he's the guy. He's the influencer. So when in the scene, if he, he gives his thumb of approval on it, that's... Yeah. So he, he gave you guys a big thumbs up and helped you out. And I know that I hey, saw that. He's a cool guy. Yep. Wait,
2: did Julia Fox is the... Jules Fox. Jules Fox. Well, we met him in real yeah. life, I'm sure. I met
3: him in real life once, and you met him at yeah. midnight.
2: Yeah, concert, the midnight right? concert. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. actually, n- know him a little bit. <laughs>
1: very cool. Yeah, yeah there's some good super people. Cool guy. Oh
3: yeah. yeah, And like, uh, I wanna like touch on synth fam in general. Like, there, it's a very cool way of growing the community. Like, they've been so supportive, and I'm imagining that everyone else feels the same way. Yeah, if absolutely. they don't, uh, let us know, guys, to, to how we can help
1: you. Right. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, the, the energy that you guys emanate and kind of put out there, there's that contagious and, and it's it's a good energy as well. And so it's it's fun to hear it, to, you know, to kind of to experience it. Like you're talking about the uh, the Twitter video, you know, five more followers type of deal. That was fun. That was engaging. And that's the kind of stuff that really garners attention uh, from from new followers and people who are paying attention out there online. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, like,
2: uh, I, I want to do more of that, I just uh, don't have a lot of good ideas, right? Like, it <laughs> needs to be entertaining, and it needs to be a bit cringy, yeah. but, like, you, you <laughs> yeah. can't just force it, it needs to come naturally, otherwise you're just trying to part. Like, Ivan's yeah. in charge of
3: the Twitter account, so he, for the most part, it's when you're talking, you're talking with him. And then I've been kind of put in charge of, like, Instagram (laughs) and Facebook, so I don't really do anything on Facebook, but, like, Instagram, um, I I try to think of, like, memey things to post. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, recently we did the Keanu Reeves double feature post, which, like, everyone really loved. So Ivan's, like, got a point there. You have to be creative. Oh. And it has to be.
2: You can see when the people are trying so hard, like, and you just look at it, and you're you're like, just just relax, dude. Just let it come naturally Like, to give it time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of the fun part about it too is that that natural energy that's that emanates right now. And and with the whole you know the whole synth fam thing and everything that like that. I mean, there's positive energy. People are connected to one another. And that really makes a difference. I don't know. It just makes it a little bit more fun for everybody. I think in in that engaging piece and that's. That's something that you guys brought uh, more recently with with the outreach that you were doing, and, and I don't know personally, I I I don't mind seeing stuff like that out there. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's it's, it's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. So unfortunately, the, the, the dog, the problem, Yeah. I was gonna say, unfortunately, Sorry, you, you
0: do have to make some sort of noise. Yes. Uh, in order to get people's yeah, attention, but if it's yep. but if it's if you're doing it in a way that's engaging, yeah. Uh, you're gonna get far with it again. You know, I'm just thinking about, you know, what you guys have released. Versus your your social media gains, mm-hmm. that's a, actually a fairly impressive uh, amount of, <laughs> of movement. Yeah, you know what yep. I mean. Because it's not like you're coming with uh, an album or with an EP or anything like that. You've you've got a few yep. things out there, and you've been able to to gain that much momentum just off of those two things and your your unique engagement. So yep. I I think it's interesting, and I think for people that are listening, they could really take a page out of your guys' book, so to speak, um, right. and learn how to properly right. engage with people. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of what SynthFam is about, right? Is sharing right. ideas, mm-hmm. gaining new insight, yeah, and then supporting each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Yep. Yes.
2: There are a couple of problems with the approach. So basically what I did for the first release is I literally DMed practically every follower we have. Like, and not just copy-paste, yeah, like, I looked at their Twitter, and I sent a message.
3: Like, addressed them by their first name. Yeah, I
2: think I spent, like, three days, and I messaged something like 400 people, or maybe more. I don't remember anymore. It was terrible. Yep. And essentially it's not very sustainable because for second release, I only done that to maybe like 1500 people because my brain was like, nah, ah, you are not doing this again. Like for every release, cause
0: right. you know, it's... you know, you could get a Twitter bot that'll do that for you. That's true. Yeah. yeah but that's
2: not personal. Like you don't want to just copy paste. You, you want to establish <laughs> somewhat of a personal connection. Like if yep. I don't give a crap about you, why should you give yep. a crap about
1: my name? Sure. Me? Yeah. Well, you know, there's good Twitter right? bots like... and bad ones. I'll, I'll say that much. Most of them are bad. Actually, i don't know if there are any good ones come if, to think of it if you
2: can hook up google ai to our twitter gms please let me know how i'll, <laughs> I'll jump
0: into that opportunity but no like
3: also like we're sitting here in this you know uh, tied to uh, zencaster and uh, like we're having personal conversations and like actually building a relationship and that's like what we feel like it should be Absolutely. That's, like, you know you, you need to have some kind of connection to your audience or to you know your industry or the, the people who, who work in the same field
2: as you. Yeah. Like it for me, I'm just slipping in my bed that this is Google AI talking to you
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So let me ask you this then um, because we're talking about engagement. So you you have audio insurgency beforehand and you so you have experience, you've been in a scene, you kind of know different el- different genres of music. Have you noticed a huge difference in engagement with what you're doing now versus what you've done in the past?
3: Oh hell yeah!
2: But also for our insurgency, we didn't really like we didn't really try it at all. Like we have a Twitter account that has 300 followers that took four years to build up. We just we made the accounts, we made the steps to try to do it, and then we were kind of like not really motivated to do it.
3: Probably because we didn't even know how to brand ourselves. Yeah,
2: nope. no, and that's it's true. really hard to promote when one of your tracks is drum and bass, and the next one is uh, country music. Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you promote that, right? Like, what's right. the point? So we, we just focused on putting our music and video games... Making and a and, portfolio. Yeah, and then movies. We, we got a few video games behind our belt, and like one or two movies, yep. or something like that. Yep all indie stuff, you know, nothing big, but I I feel like that was the connection. And with this project, uh, I just was feeling it. I was like, yeah, we we have a narrow vision, and I know what to do. I'm Mm -hmm. just gonna go and spam Twitter with My thoughts that no one wants to hear, but I don't
0: care. uh, They're gonna
2: hear them. And
3: once Ivan is going on like something,
0: (laughs) one thousand twenty-eight people want to hear your thoughts. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Nice, Nice. Mm -hmm. but yeah, like
3: when Ivan has a singular purpose, he does it. Like he'll do it
1: until it's done, which is great. Yeah, (laughs) well, and so I mean, really, what you guys are saying is uh, you've developed a specific focus, and then you dedicated to a certain strategy, and and really, that's that's part of the execution for you guys. Yes. So, yes. so, yeah. So, all of you, you know, people out there listening right now, if you're a new synth wave artist or a musician in general or, or trying to do something new, I think this is a really great lesson. Absolutely. You want to connect with people, you want to be successful. It's some of this pre work that's going to grease things up. So, when the release itself comes, you have a better opportunity at actually having some listening. It's a smart move, guys. For yeah. real. I just want to
2: say one more thing. This approach does has a bad side and it basically comes to the fact that like right now we have thousand followers and people send me music to listen. So sometimes I just, I don't have energy to monitor everyone's releases. I don't have energy to listen to everyone's songs. Like try. I, I try my best, but like scroll through the Twitter feed and I see someone released an album two weeks ago and I'm like, I just missed that.
3: It'll come across, man. I feel like yeah. if, if we're like genuine about it, if, this is speaking to everyone, if you're genuine about it, like it'll come across that, yeah. You're trying, even if you can't like one-to-one with your like two million fans. Yeah,
2: you know? so don't feel bad that you're gonna miss stuff because you're gonna miss stuff. Like, Symfam comes up with like, I don't know, one-two albums every week. Mm-hmm. And Symfam is not the only group, right? There's many other groups that were a part of oh, yeah. kind of social touring everything. Like you need like three people wired up in parallel. Yeah, uh, eventually, the you know, we'll, we'll hire three
1: people, sure. Hire we'll, Google AI, yes. <laughs> 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 totally. Well, this joke's gonna get told really
2: quickly, but I, I'm not done with it yet, so.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh man. So as far as other things you guys are thinking about doing now, do you guys have other ideas, ways of connecting people like with people's strategies out there or um like what what do you plan in the next few months yet leading up to an album release?
2: Um throwing lots of money at Facebook ads. <laughs> Right
3: on. <laughs> all, right, all right all right i've been, been optimizing uh di- like different interest groups on facebook ads and like going through a course getting
2: better at this slowly so
3: yeah one of our one of them was a pretty big hit like uh, in terms of like click through and like uh oh yeah that's a plan building up a mailing list
2: yeah that's Smart. like a big
3: plan that, yep. that's what we're doing now mm-hmm Awesome. Uh, so like like basically being in control of our emails <clears throat> and using Mailchimp or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, to reach out to people and hopefully that'll have like a deeper impact when we actually release our originals.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think for the for the remix album we're gonna stick to the formula that's been working. So for for the first release for the Halcyon we went on Fiverr and we hit up a guy and we were like. We need memes to this music. <laughs> and he was like, okay, bro, no problem. And he gave us some memes and we posted them and people seemed to love it, great. And then for the second, for the lipstick number, like I tried to think of the memes that we can have, it doesn't work. So we were just, let's do a lyric video. There's plenty of lyrics there. And we went to Fiverr <laughs> and we ordered the lyrics video because we're not visual editing people or art people. Uh, so, yeah. I think what we're going to do for an album, we're just going to throw like 100, 200 bucks at content. We're going right. to do some content ourselves. We're going to yeah. order some content. And we're going to make sure that every two, three days for a month straight, we can just post some stupid crap. And hopefully, people will like it.
0: <laughs> Excellent. You know, it, it sounds very reminiscent to, you know, a lot of things that, that we're already doing, you know, with our group. And, you know, yeah. so, and, and I don't know if you guys know. So, Chris and I are part of. The Minneapolis synthwave scene. We we run Nitrowave here in the Minneapolis Saint Paul area, and uh-huh. you know what you're talking about is is very reminiscent of of you know things strategies that we're already doing and yeah. thinking about Facebook groups and and ads and and effective things. And you really have to become uh, a master of none. You literally do every single thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you build a good relationship with someone that you could either trade work, or maybe they do a favor for you because they support what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yep. mm-hmm. So that's instead just, of having like a DIY mindset, it's a DIT
3: mindset. Do it together. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. If you, that's if exactly, you can't yeah. do it yourself, hire someone. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. TFT
2: mindset.
0: Yep. What's DFT? Oh. DTF? Mindset? DTF. Oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's a different <laughs> mindset altogether. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the yes, Team.
1: Every. team. Together, everyone achieves more. That's a That's a great yeah. one, too. Let oh, me okay, lay another team. lame one
0: on you. Let's hear it. Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh my gosh. How about whoa, that? whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. See, Eric, Eric, favorite, Eric is a star. <laughs> yeah, that's my corporate background like, talking.
3: My favorite thing to fall back to is I would rather split a million dollars two ways than $100 one way. There and you. that might sound extreme, but like, honestly, collaboration has the latest things on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think your approach, it makes uh, what everyone is doing um, actually achievable. When you you work with another person and you do it with integrity and honesty and you you work either with a group of person or another person and you do it in a fair way, you're going to have a better chance of succeeding. Sharing that burden, that workload uh, is so vital. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I come from... A background of making electronic music it just being this singular force where you're trying to do everything yourself and you get nowhere and you scream into the void and yep. it's really difficult uh and then with this scene in particular, it really it's supportive, people are willing to collaborate, they want to work with you they want to support you right. and they and it yeah. what what seems to be interesting most people that I've met actually are appreciative of other people's success, yeah. If you succeed better than than themselves, they're just happy to have been there to support in some sort of way. And that's what I love about this whole thing that we're doing.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And it makes it so
0: different. And I've gotten that comment from people that come from different music worlds that this scene is so weird because it's not elitist, for the most yeah, part. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, just the fact that we managed
2: to collaborate with Serena for two remixes, like her uh, uh, shameless plug, her remix uh, compilation is coming on the 20th, and our remix is uh, on it. Just the fact that we managed to get that and get a song of her for our compilation is freaking amazing. Like, she's been really supportive and really an amazing person to us.
3: yeah Yeah, and not a hint
1: of elitism like as he does like pure love pure support Yeah. yeah right on yep very cool very, very cool. Well, it's that community thing. And that's something to, you know, uh, reminiscing or just kind of stepping back on what Eric was talking about. As far as people doing, you know, you can do so much more with multiple people and, and really reflecting on what you guys were talking about earlier, even as far as splitting up some of the social media duties and doing different things. I mean, that's how you guys yeah. it, really, to summarize the conversation, that's, that's how you guys are doing it. Um, it's being smart with the resources, focusing and, um, and executing together and shared responsibility and a, and a ton of trust
3: dual core, baby. Yeah, yeah. of course. hyper threading.
0: <laughs> 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 so I, I, I to sidetrack here a little bit. Um, yep. so I, I want to ask, cause I don't want to, I'm going to I may sound like an idiot, but on the tracks that you guys remixed, are those the original vocals or are you guys singing? no it's
2: all it's all vocals of the artists that we're remixing i mean okay. part of the reason that we're doing remixes is that we're waiting for vocalists so alan is a pretty oh, gotcha. decent vocalist but his vocal style is more towards like folk blues music
1: yep gotcha so, Do it, like synth folk yeah synth folk that's yeah no, <laughs> yeah. yeah we so, got to so, push some so boundaries soundtrack... here <laughs>
2: <laughs> some tracks he's going to be singing, but for others we work with a couple of very talented people and they just do a better job. And that's not to say Alan is shit, it's uh, just that's how it is. Well, like, uh, again, for the music. I believe in the spirit of collaboration, like some of these songs I don't want to
3: write the lyrics. I want someone else to, uh sure. <clears throat> They have a different perspective. So right. they come on, they write the lyrics, I help them with the melody, they sing it for me. And you know, every more the merrier. Like it's just uh, like it's really good to have an outsider's perspective. Yeah, well, there, there's and I also of...
2: think that. Uh... Yeah, sorry. Go
1: ahead. Oh, I say, there's a type of communion that happens there between two artists that's hard to explain. There's, I mean, there's an emotional attachment, there's a creative and an intellectual attachment between two people that doesn't always happen. But when you can find that and uh, really work through something with somebody, that means a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I also feel like it's good for the listeners because um hearing like as a musician well that that's my thoughts as a musician your main goal is to essentially create music of a certain style right yeah. and the vocalist has to bring the kind of feeling of the track so when you have different multiple vocalists music more fresh more varied so you Kind of have to, you have to write lyrics, right, for the specific specific vocalist, and you have to write music thinking about the themes of what you've written about, so it doesn't make your music as monotonous because some artists you listen to and it's just, it's the same thing. Like you listen to, like, you have the feeling that you already heard it in the first five minutes, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's where, that's the number one thing to avoid because. I heard a lot of great music that it was great but it's it's far four five ten songs that are just the same and please
1: hey (laughs) right on hey they're from your side right (laughs) no kidding you own them your responsibility not ours yeah (laughs) so actually so one thing that that i was curious to talk to you about was a, a bit on the the side of musical creation for you guys now um, Eric and I, both being uh, you know synth artists, making electronic music for a while, have our, our own setups. I know Eric's very, very heavy in VSTs and um, has a heavier, darker sound. I'm more on the hardware side myself and have a bunch of synths down in the studio in the basement. What do you guys do? Is it a mix? Or um, how do you collaborate with one another in writing music?
2: Well, Alan is uh, the main composer. So essentially, I don't even come into the studio until he is at least... Place- 20 30 percent done on Sonic because uh, I'm not a composer I, yeah. I know there are notes and I know they do something but it's all very uh-huh. important so the
3: way that it usually works is like I uh, I use splice now a lot which I passed yeah. but uh, I got it recently um, so I go and I like look through for you know interesting samples or whatever and then I, I find something that I like and then I uh, input it into the song and then I write a song around it, and then I trash it. And then I just leave behind what everything except for the sample. And then I fill it in again. And once that's done, uh, I send it to Ivan.
2: Well, yeah, and then this is where I come in with the pigeon management style. Where I come in, I just shit on everything, and I go back <laughs> to my room. <laughs> pigeon management. Yeah. Yeah, the yin yeah. no, uh, and the Yang. Uh, okay. To, yeah. <laughs> to, to be more serious, right, I usually come in when the bass of the song is done, and I help with the sounds, I help uh, create some sounds, I say, oh, this bass, it's too, like, we can do a crazier bass, or we need, to, like, a better harp, or we need some pads. Or, like, you know, little changes. Sometimes I add, like, a few notes of myself there and there, very occasionally. And basically, I'm just responsible to polish it out because I'm going to be mixing it, right? Right So I have an idea of how the production has to be, so that...
3: Yeah, and, like, exactly. Ivan has, like, a very keen ear for, like, uh, distribution of frequencies. And, like, you know, if the song is deep enough, if the song is varied enough. Um, or if there are clashing melodies or like you know clashing elements, uh, he, he already hears it, stuff that I don't.
2: Yeah, so yeah. what ends up happening? I, I end up doing the sense, adding a few things, deleting a few things, then Alan finalizes it and then it's for the mixing, really which I, I mix and master our own stuff.
1: Cool. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So how about um, another piece too here? I'm a bit of a, a synth head myself. And so if I walked into your studio today, what would I see sitting around you guys right now? <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing.
2: Nothing. No, you. Yeah. you would see a MIDI mix, small, a, a, a high controller use. You would see a sound card being brought by two Steve Hamilton and Steve cool. Berry books, yeah. a mouse and keyboard. And, and a
3: wall of speakers.
2: And a wall of speakers. So <laughs> I... We have one pair, two pair, three pairs of speakers, and, and dedicated one, one mono, speaker. Yeah, right.
1: yeah. Wow, that's a lot of speakers. <laughs> so, did you say you live in an apartment, or is this a home? A single family. Yeah, it's apartment. Oh, it's I bet they apartment. fucking love you It's a single guys. family apartment. Yeah, yeah. Making <laughs> well, friends, uh, huh? The guy, the guy to our right is a painter, and
3: the the guy the, the family to our left makes more noise than we do.
2: Yeah, they never complain. Like, good. funny enough, the people never really complain because. I mean, you don't truly really, when you compose music and mix music, you don't really blast it at max volume. Like you do it occasionally just yeah. to check your bass is okay, but other than that, yeah. uh, it was. I d-
3: do most of my like uh, work for money in the evening. Anyway, like I'm also a piano teacher, vocal teacher, oh, and okay. um, like I work during the day between ten and
1: five p.m., ten a.m. and
3: five p.m. So people aren't even home.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh, they don't care. No, right. Totally. it. Exactly. You get you get the place yourself there. That's not so bad. So it sounds like a yeah. sweet. I mean, cool studio though, nonetheless, for a place a place for you guys to really put it together.
2: It's very it's very ghetto. It's very ghetto. <laughs> like we, it. we, we purposefully don't share the pictures of our studio because it looks like. It looks like someone just threw a bunch of speakers and monitors
3: together. If to you look the at one thousand follower video, you'll see the wall of speakers. There. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Very cool. That's that side it. of the studio is like good, and then we also um purposely on purpose. Totally with purposely 50%. on purpose. Yes. Make a mess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the back we have like a CD holder with a bunch of CDs. And it's a shelf with, like, weird under compartments and stuff. So we put bunch of CDs, we put uh, books under it. We have recycling there. We have, like, bunch of boxes. And we have a whole bunch of just shit on top of it. Like, there is a scanner, <laughs> there is a bunch of wires, boxes, there is a bunch of boxes. Uh, different boxes. Basically, it makes an amazing, amazing diffuser.
3: So it's it's S, but at least it's not a filthy mess. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <so it's, laughs>
2: It diffuses the sound like I clap in here, and I can barely hear any echo because it just kills everything. We
3: were also fortunate with the shape of the room. It's kind of like L-shaped, yeah. and oh, it has a column uh, that that is simple. Yeah. so it's just got a really weird like. Geometry. geometry it's like D Denotive studio here in Minneapolis
1: town. too he's got one of those L shape where you kind of walk in and you can't see any gear until you go around the corner and all of a sudden yep. there's this insane setup of, of of equipment so very cool guys I love it
0: alright well uh, unfortunately we're going to have to uh, wrap up the interview I really thank you guys for coming on it's been really yeah. insightful and you've been great, great guests and, and I and I hope that uh, anyone that listens to the episode uh, if you have any questions and you're you're you starting out, reach out to these guys. They've got it down. They're yeah. doing some really smart stuff. And DM <laughs> yeah. us on Twitter. Yeah. That, yeah,
2: that's what I've been saying. Like people, people unfollow us because I don't follow them back. But honestly, just send me a DM, and if you can have like two-sentence conversation with me, then I'll follow you back. I don't even care. If you can
3: tell that you're not Google AI.
2: Yeah. Basically, just let me know you're a person who cares about either your own music or our music, or I don't care. Just show me that you're a real person, and I'll follow you back. I'll have a convo with you.
1: Mm -hmm. Right on. Awesome. Well, take your notes, people who are listening to this episode, because there's a few good points.
0: That's (laughs) for sure. So it's uh, been Tangerine... Beams. 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 beams, beams, yes. You almost that threw a... the D on there, didn't you? Almost. Uh, so, uh-huh. sorry, guys. We've been drinking this whole time, so yeah. I came for drinking, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Again. So, thanks, guys. Until next time. This is Eric. And this is Chris. All
1: right, we're back. Excellent, insightful, insightful. Yep, yep. Insightful Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely.
0: Sorry for the audio quality. Uh, internet is really hit or miss, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. I thought I had it all figured out. I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. Like, uh, we did the Watch Out for Snakes interview. It was crystal clear. It was beautiful. Could not complain. And here again, there's another glitchy issues. issues. Yep. So yep. Uh, I apologize for it. If you can yep. get through uh, some of the Snap, Crackle, and Pops, yep. and then the... Do you think they're Russian, what? Ivan?
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't, that didn't even occur to me. I, I mean, can, you know, Canadian, that Toronto, if, if that, if, if that equates somehow or ties in, there's a possibility. Well, I Ivan, suppose. I'm
0: pretty sure Ivan is a Russian is he, dude. Just I mean, in he can. he'll listen to this and I, maybe I'll reach yeah. out to him. Yeah. I'm curious
1: but, now. I didn't even think of, actually, I didn't think twice about that. You're but, funny.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, right. So, uh, great interview. Those guys were fun and they're yeah, funny nice and guys. really appreciate it. Please check them out. They're, um, they're doing some really cool, smart stuff. So, I, you know, yep. again, for people that are looking to uh, get into music, be smart, reach out to Ivan on Twitter. Um, he's, he'll engage with you and let you exactly know exactly what he's doing. Yep. Um, so, and it kind of in the theme of that. And it's funny, actually, that this, the interview turned out the way that it did, because that was my thought for this interview, having you back on the show for this yeah, was, yep. um, just talking about the event and, and kind of the things leading into it because, yeah. you know, we, you and I kind of put the, the thoughts, the idea started. Yep. Think about this about a year ago.
1: In the North Innsbruck studio, uh, we sat down with the notebook. Yeah. I think the first time I... I'm pretty sure, actually, probably a couple times, and just wrote ideas down. Actually, I, I called you
0: in a manic, panic, dream state. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: That's that's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, the phone rings, and I I, I don't know. I kind of knew you at that time. Yeah, you know, we were starting to be we're starting to be pretty good buddies. Yeah, but, but yeah, that was an exciting call. In fact, and I still I've got that. It's in my fancy notebook, the yeah. one that has the hyper color cover. By the <laughs> way, it'll be historic someday. That will go into the. Uh, yeah. The, you know the halls of history I suppose yeah, I've or, got
0: I've got all so. my multiple notebooks yeah. full of that initial yeah. uh, thing but yep. you know I, I don't want to take credit it just what I identified yep. initially was that there uh, because it's such a new scene or not new scene but it's not a huge scene
1: right. and there's a
0: lot of people wanting to reach out and a lot of people wanting to grow and a lot of a DIY aspect of it yep. that I wanted to create a resource to connect people yeah and i didn't really know what that looked like and i had a bunch of ideas that we talked about and um yep. and and my idea wasn't good my idea was a website which there's six trillion websites out there
1: that's right that um, Was the details yeah. yeah Yep. we started so i that. wanted
0: to do that and and kind of go from there because i wanted it to be accessible to the world immediately yep um and then you came up and then a few months later, you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna put together this thing. Yeah, right. I want you to be part of it. And I, I think. Yeah. And then, initially, mm-hmm. you know, what we did when we talked about Nitro Wave, um, before it was it just about aim. connecting people. It was before yep. Nitro Wave. It wasn't before it was called Nitro Wave. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I want to get a bunch of people together locally, and mm-hmm. see what we want to do. And there wasn't yeah. really a particular like format or or an agenda it's just what do we want to do Mm -hmm. yeah and then we did that first meeting yeah and pretty much determined that the main focus for people is that they wanted to play live absolutely
1: well before we met a couple of things that i was doing was i i'd reached out to a couple other electronic musicians um people that i'd heard of through neighbors and stuff and wasn't really getting a whole lot of feedback from people necessarily or even a whole lot of follow-up and so through this whole Twitter community again And um, I mean that's really how we ended up Pulling it all together eventually uh, mm-hmm. I mean you and I through Instagram Initially which was pretty cool And within a few months these other things started to coalesce together And by yep. late midsummer, I mean we had something that was real and substantial Happening at one of the local breweries Where we could all kick it, hang out, and do something special yeah. And uh, so July Like I said, July 28th to December 14th um, Nothing to that
0: Yeah, amazing so, huh. uh, and there was a lot of, you know, what I like and appreciate about, you know, your background and what you've done and in my background and, yep. and how we've kind of formulated things is, yeah, you know, we basically had a loose kind of like, we think it should go this way. And then we had a very democratic involvement. We yeah. always yes. involved every single member of, of the group and whoever wants to contribute. And we basically let the kind of the, the group, Dictate what the goal was and then our jobs was how do we make the group's goals come to life? What does that actually look like? And so that's what you and I have spent a lot of time Yeah doing is is figuring out how to actualize The the goals of the group. That's pretty much our jobs. Yeah, what's the the vision?
1: Yeah, what direction do we want to go? And and what's next and And how do we get there? How do we get there? And in fact, that's we're gonna start this whole process up again here (laughs) within a few weeks. So Uh,
0: and you know, so again, we started small and I think for people that are, that are looking to start a scene, uh, make all the goals achievable. And, and again, that comes from both of our backgrounds, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, and both professionally and personally, Mm -hmm. um, from having success, having failures, having, you know, misfires or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we started out with a very, very small, low stakes, Thing which is we, you we found did. you found a place that would just let us play a in the record background. store, a record store the
1: back of it, yeah, one foot high stage um, with enough room to basically set up a tiny live rig on one table. Yep, yep, yep. that was crazy, man. With
0: a with a a soundboard that was from the 70s that yes. was half not working
1: yes that's right yeah we we thought it was going to be easy at first and everything would just work right away for us and i mean that first show so your gear didn't work that well at first i think nope. you figured it out no it never really did uh and,
0: well i mean i figured out how to fix fix it on the back end <laughs> yeah, of things yeah. like how to yeah. proceed yeah. differently but um,
1: either way we had our catches i mean even for me i was what 30 minutes 40 minutes between sets because I couldn't get my equipment to turn on. Yeah. Right. Damn windows update. Oh, that was a
0: nightmare. I was, I mean, but
1: what do you do except stand there and shrug your shoulders? Say, dear God, I hope everybody sticks around long enough for things to turn on again. Yeah. And it worked out, but yeah. And luckily, yeah,
0: you know, it was a no stakes gig and that's where, you know, I talk, you know, people that are looking to do this and drag themselves out of the basement or their bedroom or whatever their particular studio is, is, you know, went to a place where it was very forgiving because you were not the draw. You were not right. even there as you're just there. And other people are there for something else. Yep. And it allows you to break down your stuff, set it up, yep. troubleshoot in real time, Without having people going, come on, we're here. You got to, yeah. what's going on?
1: Yeah, yep. my beer's getting empty. Um, I paid money to get in here.
0: Like, exactly. It was a
1: different experience altogether. I mean, really what it came down to was getting out of the door before they close the place up at the end of the night. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to play around. Um, and, and the cool part, well though for us again, was that people actually showed up for it, yep. uh, which was cool. Um, and playing off of what Tangerine Beams was talking about a little bit ago, we had a number of people who were helping with the marketing component of it. You yep. know, People reaching out saying, hey, this is our first little gig it's not much but come check it out and get on get on early and you know again for people who are listening i mean you think about some of the things that have happened since then now yeah i mean we've been able to fill a couple of the i I mean some pretty great clubs actually here in in the twin cities so minneapolis st paul um and eric and i i mean we're grew up a couple guys from kind of northern you know near near the canadian border we'll put it (laughs) that way for those of you who aren't from minnesota that's the idea yeah um so I mean, there you go. We come to I grew up in and... a
0: place that I was closer to Winnipeg than I was to Minneapolis-St. Yeah. Paul. Was it Virgo? Really?
1: Yeah. No kidding. Wow. I mean, we used to take a road trip on the weekend once in a great while to Winnipeg just to go up there to buy a newspaper um, and have a beer and uh, come back again because you can still <laughs> drink at 18 in Canada at that time. So uh, so that was a bit of a unique experience. But, but, yeah, that was it. So, you know, some people drive to Mexico for a fun weekend. We drive to winnipeg like, yep so there we go uh
0: yeah. and you know so that that first thing a lot of people to <laughs> figure out you know what how to how to everything like, you yeah you know, yep because obviously I, I put these broadcasts on mm-hmm. um night ride yep. and you know those guys have been incredibly gracious and i you know i always want to thank um dennis and z those guys have been incredibly supportive to what we're doing mm-hmm. and you know giving just wonderful and that's the thing is like Both of those guys are incredibly supportive and generous with their time, generous with their insights. And, you know, so for my part is always just trying to pay that forward again to other folks. Um, And then as we progress, you know, we did another show that we didn't necessarily book or bill. We just kind of attached on to. And and I think because of that, like it wasn't as good as it maybe could have been if there was proper like pushback behind it but again it, it stepped us up to playing on an actual stage yeah.
1: yeah and again it was one of those safe places it was a uh i mean a, a bar in south minneapolis that i mean it was a low turnout but on the same hand it was a graduation like eric said from us to the back of a record store to a real stage in a bar um did it go perfectly no no, but then again i mean people say they've gone to <clears throat> excuse me professional shows i mean big shows where the computer shits out or something goes yeah. wrong and so we had an opportunity I've for some there. of those errors eric you've yeah actually i've seen it in what a blazer punk right yeah. so <clears throat> dancers <laughs> stay away from the cables yeah. our only request is performers for you but um i don't nonetheless though um so things can go wrong and and accepting that fact as well um but on the same hand what we're talking about here is the preparation, going yep. to Barely Brothers so you learn how to troubleshoot, how to deal with that anxiety of standing up on stage in front of a bunch of people and saying, damn, my shit is restarting again because for whatever reason, this interface didn't connect. Um, or uh, at Hexagon um, with, with Rat King, he had some equipment issues where it mm-hmm. uh, looked like one of his outputs, I think quarter inch output was having some issues there. Yep. Figured it out, dealt with it, moved on, and uh, and it still ended up being a killer show. Um, in spite of interruptions, um, Mm -hmm. and now Amsterdam happened, which was again, I, I'm still trying to figure that one out, man. I don't know what happened that night. That was amazing. So we go
0: from, you know, and and I'll be frank, you know, the first Mm -hmm. show that we did again, we expected it to be low turnout. I was like, I always joke. It was 10 people and seven of them were of the crew.
1: And five of them were employees
0: five of them were employees <laughs> to yeah. like the next yeah. thing where there's yep. 20 people there yep yep exactly uh and then to going to selling out the the little the the, the small stage in Amsterdam small stage yeah. at that place Amsterdam. was packed yep Insane. and <clears throat> that's an absolutely incredible progression so that's the thing is like people will take note of your your yeah. efforts and you know it comes down to being on social media, working with people to help promote your, what you're doing. And, uh, people get behind passion and conviction and if yep. people see that you're really excited and you're really working hard towards something. People yeah. get infected by that bug. It is contagious, contagious. Yeah, so, very much so, you know, selling out the small stage for Amsterdam and then having a similar, maybe more turnout for the show we just did. Mm-hmm. Man, what a.
1: I think it was, and that was it. We had more people who were there specifically to see us as opposed to Amsterdam. I think we're, you know, we had a. a a great opportunity of um, some certain street traffic perhaps synergy. happening it was yeah there's synergy God, thank you that's that's so well put so so astute my friend um, but uh, but there's something special that happened there and what we're seeing now is a carryover to Can Can Wonderland which is now carrying over um, next month into Amsterdam again and yep. then surprises for March and April um, big fucking surprises yep. for, for March and April for people who are listening right now
0: And so, you know, and I'll say that the, the, the success of this has been number one, the collaboration, the support of the community online, uh, make friends, not enemies right every single day, Yeah. reach out, ask questions. And if it's to venues, if it's to other acts, if it's to whatever it is, it it helps you along. And now, you know, we've got a, a show coming up January 18th.
1: Yep, 18th, yeah. And yep, it's going to be Amsterdam.
0: three people that have never played before under the Nitrowave banner. Yeah, first-timers. So it's, it's a fresh-up um, lineup, which I'm really excited about because it's yep. going to show another level, uh, another depth, if yeah. you will, yep. part of of Nitrowave and what we have to offer.
1: Absolutely. Uh, that's that's one of the exciting parts.
0: We got. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, as we're talking about, you know, yeah, the, we're talking. leading up to the show and that yep. kind of thing. So, yep. uh, it's it's a wonderful thing, and, and it is. I think we're both coming off of this show really high, really excited about 2020. And yep. you know, immediately we have opportunities knocking at our door,
1: right? No, we totally that's, do. That's the crazy this is the thing. insane thing about it. Like people know that you're onto hot shit. To use yeah. to use the words that I love so much, right? <laughs> I love that. People are going to hot shit and they want to be a part of it or um, pe- people are connecting with us. And, and that's one of the cool parts about it now. Hey, um. I want to ask Jasmine real quick.
0: Hey, Jasmine, oh, yeah. have you ever been to Paxton's Gate in Portland? Paxton's Gate. Yeah. That it's a like medical like... curiosities uh, like oh, shop and yeah. museum. Very cool. It's really sweet. And I saw that shirt when I was there and I'm like, I need to get it.
1: It's a frog with some trippy mushrooms. Yeah, it's got like mushrooms growing and, out of it. Yeah. And it's
0: like uh, some stars. That's pretty cool.
1: Does, I love it looks sh- like it should glow. It doesn't glow though. It does doesn't it? glow. Okay. And it's really comfortable. That's beautiful. I love it, man. Sorry, folks. I'm well, I, got a, I got a break too. Um, oh, and yeah, if you're Bilingo. watching, yeah, Valingo, I got your shirt on today. I'm I'm sure you won't see it. But if you do, fuck buddy, you survived. You made it this far. So Fuck buddy, what? Um, boy, that <laughs> talk about mushing two words together. That shouldn't have been. Now, I hope you're not listening tonight. Talk, oh, boy, man, right?
0: It's getting late. So, right. um, Anyhow. anyway, so Nitrowave 2020, we've got right. some big stuff yes. going on, and, and yeah, it's sounds happening. When you do this thing, we've had the luxury because I was thinking about it. Yeah, the amount of people at any given day that are directly involved with Nitrowave, there's seven people that are involved. Yeah, In some yeah. shape, way, or form, promoting, designing, right. networking, socializing, booking, right. creating, paying, broadcasting, broadcasting yep. at any given time. Totally. So it's a huge amount of, of effort. And you know, you started that first by pooling the local people, networking, yep. and then going from there. And yeah. so it's a wonderful thing. Uh, and again, 2020 for Nitro Wave is going to be spectacular, and I'm really excited to share that on uh, Nitro Wave so or on yep. uh, Night Ride so people can listen to what we're doing. because right. yeah. it's going to be hot.
1: Yep. Yeah. This town. I th- honestly, I think, and I, t- I was talking to a couple of people at the Can Can show um, towards the end before uh, d Note of set, and I legitimate, um, you know compliments from people said you guys are actually onto something that's that's different it's unique something that the twin cities haven't done before and uh, and and desperately needs and I think the evidence um, is in the attendance yeah. I don't know how else to put it like yeah. if you want proof there
0: there you have it there it is yep yep so 2020 we've got you know first out of the gate we've got we'll have um, Orm D who's not who's extremely loosely
1: O-R-M-D so, or you know what M- that's from? No, I think it, I'm going to get excited when you tell me, though. Uh,
0: Ormd is basically like the, the lethality profiles of any product.
1: That's pretty cool. Um, it's
0: going to be a dope set, though, yeah. too, from what I hear. So and It's him. Mm-hmm. It's going to be
1: Steph. Ormd, now, he's also had some releases um, yeah. on Always Human Tapes, yeah. I think was the name of the... the and that's yep. a local uh, label that only releases on cassettes yep. as well. So, so to, to get that out there. It's always nice to give some props when yeah. somebody's got releases so on. So he's a local copy.
0: dude. He's been around for a while doing yep. a lot of stuff. And, again, he's very loosely affiliated with the group. But I, and I'd love to pull yep. him in closer. But, you know, to each their own. They do their own thing. They pursue their own, their own paths. And then right. Steph and Puddin.
1: Yep, Steph and Puddin's going to be a dope set as well. I mean, Steph, she's, Steph is a classically uh, trained jazz singer, which yeah. is pretty fucking rad because you're not seeing much of that in Synthwave right now. And Puddin throws down some wicked beats yep. as well. So you've got this combination of this... this I, I you know, I said to Steph one time on the phone we were talking. It's a smoky Imogen Heap almost type yeah. of approach with thick beats laid on it. fru. So people show up, you got something to be excited about. Yeah, I'll put it that way.
0: And then it's gonna be the premiere of our buddy Jasper Mitchell.
1: What up Jasper, we got you, buddy. So yeah, and
0: it's gonna be pretty amazing. <sighs> and then right. and then we've got dope. And into the spring months. Yes, it's been confirmed that basically Magenta Vice. Magenta Vice is going to be ready to go. And then Arcturus V.
1: Arcturus V from Bemidji. So so. uh, another, we say local, you're from Minnesota. And I'll tell you, uh, Hudson, Micah. So we do accept Western Wisconsin Mm. as (laughs) as well. Um, Micah, we still like you in spite of that. So
0: uh, there we go. Would Tonebox be
1: considered part of Nitrowave? Um, That's That's the life he wants to be. That's getting a a little far east. But we'll see. Like Eau Claire almost feels like the cutoff. Really, if there was a cutoff. That, that might That's be busy. it. So so as long as you're on the right side of the main drag through Eau Claire, I think we're cool. Um, and,
0: uh, yeah. you know, so it's exciting stuff. And, yep. and, again, you put the energy into it. You build and you work and you have patience. You and here's what I want to say. Ultimately, do not be afraid to fail. Right. That's the biggest thing. No. We don't know what we're doing half the time. We use the skill sets that we have. We don't have a clue. Yep. But <coughs> we're, just, we're just, you know, <coughs> Being handsy in the dark. We don't know what we're doing, and but we're being mm. very yep. ethical and being standout so, and being honest about what we're doing. What we're
1: doing reminds me a lot of a guerrilla marketing approach at this point in time. It's that whole concept that the only thing that you can do, do wrong is do nothing at all. And, yeah. and that's really it. We've intensified the outreach. Um, we've got more people working. Um, uh, Jasper Mitchell is a fucking incredible person at meeting people through the Internet. And so he's doing this amazing outreach and doing, I mean... We said to him before I couldn't imagine not having someone with his his skill set being a part of it's this. The same, yeah. I mean, and that reminds me of kind of the relentlessness that the guys from Tangerine Beams were talking about a minute ago. Yeah, as well. Um that type of intensity is what makes it happen. And now we're seeing that amongst seven artists all contributing here in the Twin Cities.
0: Well, there's more there's more artists. There's
1: That's true. Yes. Yep.
0: So that's seven. And I'm talking about the day-to-day or operations of Nitrowave. There's seven people involved. How many
1: people do you think there actually are now that you mentioned, like a dozen?
0: A dozen, at I least. I bet, yeah.
1: Yep, because you want to discount like Erica um, is a part of it, most definitely. I mean, yeah. she's, she did our logo, for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, can we say Yumi is selling merch at the show for us? It's um, all that stuff. It's all, all those support. you yeah, make. It's
0: important. Exactly. So yeah. anyways, if anyone wants to hear more about this or wants yeah. some, it up. some tips... I'm not saying we're the best. But
1: we're having a hell of a good time. We're right? having a good time yeah. and we're
0: doing, you know, we're doing some really crazy stuff that uh, you know, yep. ha- certainly hasn't been seen around. I haven't felt this energy about a no. scene. Since so so like the early 2000s. I want to
1: tell you, um, at the show, I met somebody towards the end of the show, and, and they essentially said in so many words, I grew up in the Twin Cities, I've been a part of the music scene for a long time, and what you're doing is something that we haven't seen as far as something new, interesting, and fresh since, since Prince released music. And you step back and you go, well, wait, I don't minute. know about that. you know. But on the same hand, I think the compliment maybe wasn't the specific words, but it was the implied meaning that you guys are doing something cool, you're doing something fresh and different than what other people have done Prior to you, yeah, and that's that's I think the real message, Prince. (laughs) Right, Right. slow down there. Slow your roll. Yeah, more like a Bob Dylan, right? No, no. not even that. No, not even. It would be Cannibal. No, who's who's from here? Who's who's a good metal band? i'm trying to think of well the biggest it, metal band that came yeah. out of
0: minnesota was american head charge
1: is that there I, I didn't really listen to them they're a metal band though
0: i suppose yeah yeah they're yeah, a metal yeah, band they are, so. uh that's really there the we biggest go. we're mostly known for the minneapolis sound of like funk
1: yeah and jimmy jam jimmy jam yeah, and all that velvet rope i suppose came out of town i mean yeah.
0: motion city soundtrack is from here right that's right yep you got that um, right
1: But, you know, again, that's the point. We're electronic music, and that's the differentiator here. Yeah. It's something new.
0: Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening. Please reach out uh, to us. We want to hear from you, you Mm -hmm. know. And again, that's the whole point of what we're doing here is interacting with people. So you can tell us we're full of shit. And and you're right. We are full of shit. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Fake until you make it. uh, But until next time, this is Eric. And this is Chris Northensbrook. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace.